is still the same today as he was years ago. You know, our lives might have changed the way that we do things, but God still provides. God still saves. God still delivers. God still heals. If you don't know Jesus today, just ask him in your heart. Let's go ahead and pray. Lord God, we thank you for this day. Lord, we just ask you to be with us today, Father God. Lord, speak to our hearts, I pray. Lord, have your way. In Jesus' name, amen.
Oh, oh, oh. 
all so much for joining us via live stream again this Sunday. And uh, we are blessed and honored that you have came and joined with us online as you are watching via Facebook uh, or maybe via some other um, avenue. Uh, but again, we appreciate you uh, joining with us and being a part of what God is doing here at Redemption Place in Allegan. We know that God is still on the move. We know that God is still on the move. He is still working. He is still alive. He is still ever present with us. And so uh, we're not uh, living in fear, but we are moving forward. And again, we just appreciate you being with us as we do that. Um, I am going to go ahead and get right into the Word of God. Uh, let me just again briefly say, though for those of you who are watching and you want to give online uh, to help support the ministry and to be a blessing to the ministry, um, you know, right now with this online um, form of, of messaging and this online form of, of reaching out and um, communicating with anybody via this new method. Uh, we're also going to have to receive um, the tithes and offerings via an online method. And so right now, if you want to give, we say, Pastor, I just don't know how to give. Um, we, we have multiple ways that you can give to help support this ministry. Uh, we believe that God really wants to keep this church here. Uh, no matter what pandemic is around us, no matter what issues face us, no matter what situations come, uh, we believe that God wants this church here. And if you believe that with me, then I want to encourage you to give. Uh, you can go right to pastorstrong.com, click on the online giving button, and that will take you there. You can also download the Tithely app and give via the Tithely app. Um, or you can also mail in your support, uh, your donation. And you can mail that into uh, P.O. Box 143, Hamilton, Michigan, 49419. Um, and again, we appreciate your giving. Um, again, if you want to make sure that you receive a end-of-the-year tax sheets on that, please make sure you add your name um, to any giving uh, that you give. Amen. We appreciate it. Uh, we know that God will bless you as you give, uh, just as he promises in his word. I just want to pray a simple prayer of blessing over everyone watching right now. Heavenly Father, we pray, Lord, that you will bless each and every one. Lord God, each and every person that is watching, that is listening, any person that is right now filling out their giving, uh, that is right now going online and giving, uh, Father God, we just pray right now uh, a special blessing will come upon them, Father God, that Lord, um, you will just be pleased with our giving, that Father God, you will find it acceptable in your sight, and that Father God, you will pour out of the immense love and grace for each one. In abundance, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Again, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. I want to get right into the word of God here today. 
And uh, we're going to find that message in Acts chapter 21. Acts chapter 21. And I'm going to go right to verse number 8. And we're going to go Acts 21, verse number 8. I am so excited for the message today because I believe the Holy Spirit spoke to me very strongly this week. Um, and I'm going to get more into that message that the Holy Spirit gave me this week um, later on in the message. Uh, but I am so excited because I believe that God spoke to me and is, um, again, God is on the move. Uh, all of you watching me right now and listening to me, God is on the move. God is not dead, nor does he sleep. Uh, God is alive. God is moving. Uh, and so uh, I am just looking forward, uh, and I am just filled with anticipation to what God is going to do in these days. Praise the Lord. And let's look at Acts chapter 21, verse number 8. We do have it on the screen um, behind you, but he is not on the right uh, passage. I want Acts chapter 21, verse number 8 of Acts chapter 21, verse number 8. And it says that the next day, we that were of Paul's company departed, and we came to Caesarea, and we entered into the house of Philip the Evangelist, which was one of the seven, and abode with him. And the same man had four daughters, virgins, which did prophesy. Let us pray right now over the message. Heavenly Father, we pray, O oh Lord, that you will bless this word. Father God, we pray that you will anoint the message. That, Father God, each and every single hearer will be blessed, inspired, motivated by the message you have for them today. Lord God, we pray that this message will not be preached through a man's knowledge, but the Father God, it will come through the Holy Spirit. We ask this now in your name. Amen. Amen. Now please don't go to sleep on me. Some of you are already at home, maybe you're already starting to go to sleep on me. Some of you here are already starting to fall asleep on me. I can see it in the eyes. But uh, I believe that God has a great message and a great word uh, for anybody. And so stay with me. Uh, Acts chapter 21, we see that Paul was on a journey. Paul was on a journey. In fact, this journey uh, was taking him from uh, city to city, place to place, and he was preaching the word of God. And Paul was now on his way back to Jerusalem. And on his way, we see in verse 8, it says that Paul's company and Paul himself, they came to a city called Caesarea. And when they got to the city, they went into a house that was owned by a man named Philip the Evangelist. Now it's interesting to me here that Philip is described as an evangelist. That was his title. That was his ministry. 
he was Philip the Evangelist. Now, now we see Philip is mentioned in another place here in the Bible. And we see the ministry that Philip had done with signs and wonders following. But nowhere up until this point do we see Philip described in this way as Philip the Evangelist. Here he is on purpose, I believe, described as Philip the Evangelist. And I believe he wasn't given this title simply because he wanted the title. Philip wasn't given that title simply because he walked around and told people, hey, you need to call me the Evangelist. No, Philip was given the title because Philip did the work of an evangelist. Philip did the ministry of an evangelist. In fact, we know in the Bible, Paul says to Timothy, he says, Timothy, I want you to do the work of an evangelist. Look with me, if you will, in the book of 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 4. And in 2 Timothy chapter 4, starting with verse number 2, he says to Timothy, I want you to preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Did you just catch that? Paul said, I want you to preach. Timothy, you called to preach. Timothy, you are anointed to preach. Timothy, you, you need to stop preaching the word. I know you say you ain't ready to preach yet, but you got to be ready in season and out of season. Exhort, reprove, rebuke. This is all the things I'm calling you to do. God is calling you to do. The Holy Spirit has anointed you to do. It's now time to be about the work of the ministry and the calling of which you have been anointed. But here's the reason why. Because the time will come. Now notice, Paul did not say to Timothy, the time has come. He said the time will come. There's going to be a later time. There's going to be an end time. There's going to be a time of last things, of last seasons, of last events. There's going to come a time later. And when that time comes, that time is going to be filled with men and women who will not endure sound doctrine. Look what else Paul describes that Timothy and others is going to see in these last times, in these later times. He said, not only will it be those who will not endure sound doctrine, but in verse 3, he says that they were after their own lust. They were heaped to themselves teachers, having itching ears. And they should turn away their ears from the truth and be turned unto fables, stories, myths. Isn't it amazing that schools nowadays spend more time teaching mythology than they do theology? Even, even theological seminaries now spend more time teaching mythology than they do theology. It's no surprise today that the schools want to immediately get rid of anything and everything, historically speaking, 
about the time that Jesus was on the earth, but it's okay to talk about the time that a fake person named Hercules was on the earth. Because mythology had become more important than theology. I can't bother let you know mythology is a fable. Mythology is a falsehood. Mythology is a lie. Mythology is a fake. But there is something that is not a fake. And that's Jesus Christ and the Word of God. His Word shall last forever. While the grass may wither and the flower may fade, the Word of the Lord will stand forever. They can take God out of the history books. They can take Jesus out of the sight.
time to do the work of that evangelist. Listen, an evangelist is not just somebody who goes out from here to there and there to there. An evangelist is just somebody who shares the good news. There is no greater news than the news that Jesus Christ died on the cross to save you from your sins. There is no greater news. I don't care what the, the news personality on CNN or MSNBC said. I don't care how great their charisma or their personality might be. I came by to remind you all watching me today, there's no news they could ever give that's greater than the, It doesn't matter if they even say to you that right now you can leave your homes and the shelter place is over. Even if that was the news, that would be some good news. But yet, there's a greater news than that. And that is that Jesus Christ has died for me and is now alive forevermore. Hallelujah. There is nothing greater than the news that my sins can be forgiven and washed by the blood of the Lamb. And be removed away from me as far as the east is from the west. There is no greater news than that. It's time to do the work of an evangelist. Philip was called to do the work of an evangelist. You know where we find Philip? We find Philip before this in, in Acts 21. We find Philip in, in Acts chapter 8. And we see the work of Philip. Where Philip, he went to the, the city of Samaria. And there in Samaria, he began to just preach and teach Jesus. And the Bible says that as he began to preach and teach Jesus, all of a sudden people got saved. You see, that's what happens when you preach and teach Jesus. People get saved. Let me say that again. There is, there is a result that follows the preaching and teaching of Jesus. People get saved. Your family members get saved. Your children get saved. Your grandchildren get saved. There's something that happens when we preach and teach Jesus. And he went to Samaria and all of a sudden revival was breaking out. People were getting saved left the way. Miracles happened left the way. It was such a huge thing that the news of this side of the revival got all the way to Jerusalem into the ears of Peter and John, who were at this point in time the big leaders of the whole Christian movement. And when they heard about it, Peter and John decided to leave their own ministry in Jerusalem just to go see what was happening in Samaria. And when they got down there, they saw a mighty work of God. They began to lay hands on people. People were getting uh, healed and, and, and delivered. And people were getting filled with the Holy Spirit. But then we find Philip's ministry changed. Here he was the pastor of a huge revival. Now all of a sudden he's following God. As God leads him down the desert road. How many of you like to be the pastor of a great revival? And then all of a sudden he has to go down the desert road where there's nobody. Until all of a sudden he finds one. A eunuch of Ethiopia. And here this eunuch is trying to read the Bible, not knowing what it's really talking about. But Philip gets into that, 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 that carriage with the eunuch, begins to talk about Jesus. See, something happens when you talk about Jesus. People listen. Something happens when you begin to talk about Jesus. People get saved. Did somebody hear me when I'm preaching here this morning? The eunuch listened 
and all of a sudden the unit got saved and he was so ready to serve God, he said, you know what, right now, I want to be baptized in water right now. And so they brought him to a little water hole and there they baptized the eunuch in water and when he got up out of the water, the Holy Spirit took Philip immediately in a whirlwind. He just picked Peter up from this place and he plopped him over to another place. And the Bible says that Peter just kept on going about. He wasn't, he wasn't all, you know, concerned about where he just landed. He wasn't all concerned about what just happened. The Bible says that Philip just kept on going. And he went from city to city until he got to Caesarea. And there he made his home in Caesarea. But we see that even though he made his home in Caesarea, and from Acts chapter 8 all the way through 21, we don't hear any more about his ministry. We don't know all the great exploits, the miracles that took place in Caesarea. We don't know all the people that got saved in Caesarea since he went there. But here's what we do know, that by the time Paul arrives in the Caesarea, he goes into the house of Philip the Evangelist. One thing we do know is that Philip now, all, 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 the whole time he was in Caesarea, he obtained the title of Evangelist. He obtained the ministry of an Evangelist. In other words, every single person in the city of Caesarea recognized him as a man who talked about Jesus, who shared the good news of Jesus. Let me answer your question here this morning. Does anybody who knows you, knows you as an evangelist? Does anybody who knows you can say of you, here is Bob, the evangelist, because all he ever does is talk about Jesus. Here is Susan, the evangelist, all she ever does is talk about Jesus. Or do they have other names for you? Here is Susan, the Netflix watcher. Here is Mary, the internet gazer. What titles have you been given? Philip had the title of evangelist. Philip the evangelist. And here he was. He got, they went into the house of Philip the evangelist. And right away, Paul knew who Philip was. Because look at what it says in Acts 21. It says that he was one of the seven. Now, we see who the seven was if we go back to Acts chapter 6. Because in Acts chapter 6, we find out how Philip started his ministry. And it says in Acts chapter 6, verse number 3, they said, uh, I'm sorry, verse number uh, yeah, 3, it says, Wherefore, brethren, look out among you seven men of an honest report. Other translations say that as a good reputation. So what, I bet you if, if that was a uh, mandate of the church today to find seven men of a good report, I wonder how many churches can come up with seven. I'm talking to every single man watching me right now or hearing me on podcast. If your church right now was to say, here's the mandate we receive, we have to find seven men of good reputation, seven men of an honest 
would they be able to pluck you out as one of the seven? And they said, we got to find seven men of a good reputation. And look at the second thing. He said, they also need to be men who are full of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We need to find seven men who are full of the Holy Ghost. Who are filled up with the Holy Spirit. Who have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And since they received, they continue to receive. They had infilling upon infilling. Refilling upon refilling. They didn't just stop when they first received. Though they continue to receive the infilling of the Holy These are men full of the Holy Ghost. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18. Paul says, be ye filled with the Holy Ghost. Notice he didn't say, just have the Holy Ghost. He didn't say, you need to receive some of the Holy Ghost. He said, you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. In other words, your cup needs to not be half full. It needs to be all the way full. I believe there are many listening to me right now, watching your live stream. You've been living these past few weeks on a half measure of God. But I came by to remind you that the only way you're going to make it to the end is to receive the fullness of the measure of the Holy Spirit in your life. He said in Ephesians 5.18, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Then we see in Galatians, he says to walk in the Spirit. Again in Galatians, he says to live in the Spirit. Oh, church, how we need once again a mighty outpouring of the Spirit of the living God. How we need once again to find men and women who are not ashamed to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Who are ready and willing to tarry at the altar for however long it may take in order to receive the blessing. We need to find seven men of honor support, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. And the saying in verse 5 pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith, and the Holy Ghost, and Philip. And so here we find Philip is a man. He was chosen as one of the seven. And when we get back to Acts chapter 21, immediately recognize Philip as one of the seven. Because he was a man of good reputation. He was a man full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. He was a man ready and willing to be used by God at any cost uh, to be used by God. He was a man who did miracles, signs, and wonders in his early ministry. And now, in his later ministry, he is simply known as Philip the Evangelist. But I want to show you one more thing that Philip did. One more thing that Philip did. It shows us here in Acts 21 that Philip not only was a great man of God in his own right, 
But Philip did the one thing that all of you men watching me, if you have families, you have been anointed to do. And that is he raised up his children in the Lord. It says that Philip had four daughters who prophesied. He had four daughters who prophesied. Let me, let me begin by saying this. It's time, Church of God, it's time, uh, Pentecostal worldwide, it's time for us to get off our high horses as men and to realize that God is releasing women in these days, in these last times, in order to fulfill the work and calling of God and the purposes of God in these last days. Men, it, don't, don't be afraid to let your women loose to do the work of God. Don't be ashamed to release them into their anointing, to release them into their calling. Look at what Philip did. He had four daughters, but yet he did not stop them and say, you know what? Women are not allowed to speak in the church. Look, women are not allowed to have a ministry uh, in the community. Women are not, no, no. He, he raised up his daughters and said, my daughters, if you got a word from God, then it's time to let loose your lips. It's time to let loose your mouth, and it's time to speak for God through the Holy Ghost is empowering you to speak. It's time to prophesy. It's time to let loose and let God. It's time to give God all the glory and speak about Him. Speak of His goodness. Sing of His grace. It's time to prophesy in the name of the Lord. And He raised up His children in the Lord. One of the greatest scriptures is found in Joshua 1.8. Where he said, as for me and my house, I don't know about you. You want to go do this and you want to go do that. You want your family to be about this business. That's fine. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And I believe Philip took that call personally as he raised up his children and his children became prophets and prophetesses in his time. Look at Joel 2.28. If you will put Joel 2.28 on the screen. Joel chapter 2 verse 28. I'm going to get ready to close. It says in Joel chapter 2 verse 28. It says that in the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. It should come to pass in the last days. Now I want you to notice something. We already saw what Paul said to Timothy. When Paul said, Timothy, in the last days, there's going to come people who will not endure sound doctrine. In the last days, there's going to become a people who is going to acquire for themselves teachers who will just teach them good things, funny things, <laughs> who will just teach them wonderful things that they like to hear so they can just be happy and joyful all the time. I don't need to really hear the word of God as long as I hear something that's funny, that's nice, that's pleasing. That's okay. And that there are going to be church people 
that's going to look to try to hire a pastor and a preacher that's not going to actually preach what the Bible says, but it's going to preach what is popular and trendy in the culture they're living in. They're going to have itching ears just to hear something that pleases their fancy. Oh, that's happening in the last days. But now look at what God also says is going to come in the last days. I'm also going to pour out my spirit. Even in the midst of a time of men only wanting to hear what they want to hear. Even in a time where people only want to, to listen to what they want to listen to. To have taught to them what they already believe in. But at that same time, I'm going to pour out my spirit. I'm going to pour out my spirit upon your sons. I'm going to pour out my spirit upon your daughters. And they are going to prophesy. They are going to speak the things of God. They are going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. They are going to be anointed from on high. They are going to walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. They are going to live according to the spirit and, and manifest all the fruits of the spirit in their life. I am going to pour out my spirit in these last days. Ready to close right now. Just give me some music in the background here. If you hear some music in the background, this is my usual author time. But right here, church, if you're watching me on Facebook, here is what the, God, I told you in the beginning of my message. I said, like God gave me a message. God gave me, God spoke to me so, so wonderfully. Let me tell you what happened to me. I was driving home from work. And I had on the radio. And I wasn't feeling in the song mood, so I switched the radio to the news station to hear the news. And the personality behind the radio who was speaking the news, he began to talk about the reopening up of the economy. I told my wife I wasn't going to get into this coronavirus stuff, but, but this, is, this is how the Lord spoke to me this week, so I just want to share this real quick. The, the, the radio personality the news was talking about the reopening of the economy, and, and here's what he said specifically. He said, he said, but if we open up the economy, experts are afraid of a new wave of people catching this disease, this pandemic, this virus. And there's going to be a new wave of sicknesses. And that's the word he used. There'll be a wave, a new wave of sicknesses. Then it was almost as if this radio personality didn't even take a break, didn't even take a breather until he went from that subject to another news subject and that was the stimulus money that the government of the United States of America passed and was, was giving to the people and in his radio news broadcast 
talked about when the next uh, group of people will receive the next money. And, and the words he used was, was and there's going to come another wave of, of the stimulus money that's going to come this week. Another wave of people is going to receive the stimulus. And as I was listening to this radio broadcast, all of a sudden I'm driving home from work. And all of a sudden the Holy Spirit spoke to me in my, in my truck. And the Holy Spirit said, do you see this? They all can see the waves coming, but yet they can't see the wave of my spirit. And then he said to me, he said, just be ready because I am going to give another wave of my spirit, of my glory. A new wave of my glory is coming in these days. Oh, just wait for it. I believe the saints hear me now. I believe that the Lord spoke to me so strongly that in these last days, God is about to send a new wave of His Spirit, a new wave of His glory. And yet, we are going to see sons and daughters that are going to begin to stand up and prophesy. We're going to see sons and daughters that are going to arise in the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost and begin to speak with new tongues as the Spirit gives them the utterance. They're going to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I believe we're about to see sons and daughters that are going to speak into the graves of the dead and see the dead come back to life. I believe we're going to see the power of God manifest in such mighty ways that this world has never yet even seen or begin to imagine the things of God. Jesus said greater things should you do than even I have done. Greater things should be accomplished through you than even I as the Son of God, Jesus. Even greater things should you accomplish than I. And it's all through the power of the Holy Ghost. In the last days, it should come to pass. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Oh, church, listening to me and watching me right now. I know you may be, you may not have an altar as nice as these altars here. You may not have an altar with a, a nice height that you can, you know, go to and pray at. But wherever you are, whether by your couch or your coffee table or your kitchen table, or maybe it's your TV stand, whatever it is. Even if it's a, a wobbly TV tray. I want you to right now. Go to that. And begin to pray. Go to that. And begin to ask God. Listen, praying is not hard. Let me say it again. Praying is not hard. Praying is not difficult to do. It's just you talking to God. Is it difficult for you to talk to your best friend? 
Is it difficult for you to talk to your spouse or your brother or your sister? Listen, praying is not hard. Right now, where you are praying, and I'm going to pray with you just a moment. But here's what I believe. You don't have to be in a church service to receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost. You don't have to be at a church altar to receive the baptism and the fullness of the Holy Spirit in your life. Right there in your home, you can receive. Right there in your car, you're singing your car, you can receive the baptism, the fullness, the infilling, the refilling of the Holy Spirit in your life. So right now, just begin to pray and say, God, in these last days, I want to be a filler. God, in these last days, make me a filler. God, in these last days, I want to be somebody who's going to finish the Great Commission. I want to be somebody who's going to do the work of God in the power of the Holy Spirit. You know what, saints? That's what this church is all about. This church is all about finishing the Great Commission of Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit. So right now, where you are, I want to pray. Heavenly Father, right now, right now, begin to touch each and every one where they are. Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you would just begin to fall afresh on them. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would just begin to, to anoint, just begin to, to, to manifest your presence and your power and your glory upon each and every single one. Ooh, hallelujah. 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 Father God, we ask now again for a new Pentecost. We ask again for a fresh Pentecost. We ask again, O Father God, for, for a great wave of your glory. Let the wave of your glory start in their home. Let the wave of your glory start in our lives. Let the wave of your glory begin in this church. Let the wave of your glory begin now, we pray. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Listen, there's a new wave of God's glory. I want you to go forth this week filled with anticipation and excitement. There's a wave of the glory of God that is coming. Don't be afraid when you hear the media broadcasters. Don't be afraid when you hear all the negative reports. I came by to let you know that there was a good report coming. The good report is that there's a new wave of the glory of God. A new wave of the power and majesty and awesomeness of God. And we're going to pray that it begins with you. To God be praised. God bless you. In Jesus' name.